Today is Monday, November 8th. The title for our devotional is Individualism. Philosopher Charles Taylor, in his 2007 book titled A Secular Age, described our age as, quote, the age of authenticity. He described this as the value in which, quote, each one of us has his or her own way of realizing our humanity and that it is important to find and live out one's own, as against surrendering to conformity with a model imposed on us from outside by society or the previous generation, or religious or political authority, end quote. We hear this value reflected often in pop culture with phrases like be yourself, find yourself, think for yourself, live your truth, and of course, can't nobody tell me nothing from Lil Nas X in Old Town Road. These phrases point to the popular assumption that the individual is the locus of authority. Therefore, to be genuine and true to oneself, one cannot allow any external factor, that is, society, previous generations, religion, or politics, as Taylor mentions in his quote, to impose a sense of identity, truth, or reality upon us. This hyper-individualism has led to our culture's neglect or reframing of community life. In this framework, community is either not pursued at all, or it is pursued with faulty assumptions that leave it completely inept. Community can easily be avoided entirely, leading to what has become known as an epidemic of loneliness, which in the devotional page I've linked you to a New York Times article on the epidemic of loneliness. When community is pursued, it has come to be understood as an avenue of self-actualization, Community is a place whose primary goal, then, is to secure my identity, to meet my needs and realize my hopes. Instead of conforming to a community, we look for communities that either are already conformed to us or that will conform to us if we apply enough pressure. We don't look to institutions and systems of theology that have been tested over millennia to help us find truth. We can find truth on our own with a keyboard and an internet connection. Trust in institutions and voices of authority on those topics, or their topics of expertise, have been almost completely eroded. David Brooks, in a talk he gave titled Humility in the Time of Me, describes our culture as shifting from a a self-effacing culture to a self-advancement culture. He quotes a few surveys or statistics that show this. Quotes a Gallup poll, which asks the question, are you a very important person. In 1950, 12% of high school seniors answered yes. In 2005, 80% of high school seniors answered yes. In the narcissism test given by psychologists, there has been a 30% increase in the mean score of those tests. If you'd like access to this talk, shoot me an email and I'll send it over to you. This overemphasis on individualism is, it seems to me, the root cause of at least three distortions of our faith that need to be deconstructed and reconstructed around the truth of Jesus. Throughout the week, we will unpack each of these in greater detail, but for today, let's just look at what these three mean. First, the gospel has been reduced to personal salvation. We use the word gospel in many different ways today. It can refer to the four gospels, and in that vein, the life and teaching of Jesus. It can refer to the message of salvation. And finally, it can refer to the gospel of the kingdom of God. In our culture, we overemphasize the second, that is simply the message of salvation, to the exclusion uh, of almost entirely the third. 
even though this was the primary message of Jesus, which we will see tomorrow. Secondly, the individual has become the locus of authority, which I've already mentioned. In the church, this trend is seen most vividly in the rise of what is called the nuns. There is an increasing number of people who self-identify as none when asked to indicate on a survey their religious affiliation. This coincides with a broader trend of the erosion of institutional trust and therefore willingness to identify with an institution of thinking or a church. This has led many in the church to craft a truth and moral structure based on their own authority, what seems right to them, not based on the authority of Jesus or scripture. When they approach truth claims with the question, what do I think is true? Rather than, what does scripture say about this? Or what does Jesus say is true here? They approach moral questions with, what do I think is right? Not, what does scripture say is right? Thirdly, church has become a place of self-actualization rather than a place of spiritual formation. This is articulating a consumeristic approach to church. Individuals come to church expecting the church to meet their needs in the sense of affirming their preconceived notions as to their identity, their ideas, and their vision for their future. When the church challenges preconceived notions and ideas towards the truth of Jesus, that is, spiritual formation, the natural response is usually to resist and either hold to the preconceived notions in silence or to leave the church to find one that will affirm those preconceived notions. Now, the challenge for all of these is that there is some elements of truth and good in all of them. We'll unpack them further and discuss each of these throughout the week. For additional content, I've linked you to a podcast, uh, the Holy Post podcast with E. Randolph Richards. It's a fascinating conversation, um, one in which I'll give you a quick teaser, how he realizes the individualism, his his preconceived uh, notion of individualism that has been culturally conditioned in him when he was in a foreign country that was much more collective-minded. And and it said uh, identity wasn't so much based in individualism, but in the community. And the uh, individuals in the church come to him and they say, like, we need your we need your uh, help with this major dilemma. And the major dilemma was how they should respond to a couple in the church who had eloped and went and got married without the approval of their parents. And he explains it thoroughly, what the cultural expectation was to, um, to work together with your parents and discuss this, whether marriage was a good idea or not. Um, and, and that just kind of opened his mind to help him see how how individualistic he was because in our culture that would have been celebrated we would have written books and movies about it but in this culture it was viewed as a terrible terrible sin and violation of their parents and family's trust for reflection time today think about just how you view yourself do you see yourself as a part of a network of relationships and community or more as an individual on an island that network of relationships and community extends even to subsequent and previous generations. How much do you value the individual self-expression over and against the temperance, for example, for the good of the whole? How accurately do the symptoms of individualism that I described earlier describe you? Things like uh, your concept of the gospel being reduced to personal salvation, your, you yourself as an individual becoming the, the locus and central, central aspect of authority for determining truth and morality. And then third, uh, has the church become a place of self-actualization for you rather than a place of spiritual formation?